Poppy should be here tomorrow. All right, guys. In this episode, I interview Stu Brower from What the Fuck Jim Talk. This is his second time on the show. For those of you that may or may not like Stu, I highly recommend you just kind of put your biases aside and listen to the content of the conversation because some of the things we discuss with regard to marketing, advertising, how to use Facebook and Instagram is, in my opinion, incredibly important. And failure, failure to learn how to do these things and develop these skills is going to hurt you long term, right? So these are a lot of things not we don't like to do as gym owners because a lot of it is not sexy because um, it does require some work on the front end. So ton of good little tidbits in here, ton of tactical uh, little strategies in here that you can use in your gym and start doing those immediately. Uh, if you got questions, just hit us up. But here's my interview with Stu Brower. All right, guys, welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern here with Stu Brower. Second time on the show. I know you're a busy guy, so thank you for your time, brother. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on here a second time, and it, it's good to get, uh, you know, I had Jason the first time, so it's good to, to riff with you and, and mix it up, so I appreciate it. So I've been to your gym several times, so I've, like, w uh, working seminars and stuff like that, and actually both gyms, so I've been to the old gym, and then I've been to Urban Movement. Yep. Um, so I've seen that evolution unfold and we can talk a little bit about that too. Uh, but the reason I actually wanted to get, to get you on this call is because I was, you know, surfing through social media the other day and you had posted, I'm pretty sure it was a screenshot that was basically a dashboard and had some, I'm pretty sure it was CPL metrics on there that you had on there. Yep. And what caught me, what caught my eye was, I think they were two cents. Right now, I don't remember the time frame or whatever, yeah. but that's what caught my yeah. eye. I was just like, I looked at it because like, I know enough to look at that and be like, fuck, that's really good. Like that's as good as it can yeah. possibly be. Um, and really what I want to kind of jam with you today about is the, so there's a lot of people out there who are selling paid marketing, um, you know, gym launch, gym lead converter, all these other things. And I don't, know, I don't necessarily think people need to go right to that if they want to go to that. And however anybody feels about that, that's fine. But I do think regardless, a gym owner, an entrepreneur needs to develop these skills. Like you can't just fucking outsource this. Like that's not, that's a terrible idea with virtually any skill. Sure. So, I, um, go ahead. I, I agree. Do you, do you shoot guns? Are you a gun owner? I am a gun owner. Yep. Okay, so I'm not, but I'm going to use this analogy. I, I thought you were. That's the equivalent of this gym launch thing is everyone's like, I want to fuck a target up with a machine gun, but I don't even know where the safety is at. I wouldn't even know how to load a clip if I wanted to. And that's what I look at that is you have guys, and I, I have nothing but respect from a business standpoint for guys like Alex Hermosi and all the little mini Alex Hermosis that have popped up since gym launch became the behemoth that it is. And there was, everyone just wants eleven hundred members in a 45 day window and they wouldn't they wouldn't know number one what to do with them if they came in like a dog chasing a car but number two they don't even know what to say and so they're going to wait for you to give them the magic copy and the magical image that links to a magical landing page that is going to flood their checking account with uh benjamins and this 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 idea that everybody has and it's um part of me is like i the intelligent people look at that and go, there's no such thing as membership on demand. There's not a magical button that some Facebook guru guy that fucking took a ClickFunnels course is going to be able to push for you. Because if that was the case, we'd all just push that button. It would all just be fucking having Maseratis. It's, it's not the case. So, uh, and I think, I think one it? of the big things, I think one of the big things with regard to that is like, so I know people that have had great success with this. So I'm not even going to be one of these people who are yes. like, this is bullshit. It doesn't work. Like, no, it 
It works. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you can bring in a, a lot of revenue. What I'm not completely sold in is I'm not completely sold on what's the long tail on that. Like, what does that look like in yeah. 36 months? Because gym launch. So this is something to consider. Gym launch has only been around for like two years, I think. Yeah. They've already switched their tactic, right? So they don't even sell the six-week challenge anymore. So that just begs the question, why? Is it played out? Is it not work? Is it killing brands? I don't know. But it is a question to ask when you're looking at that, right? Um, and if you're doing the six-week challenges, which is a bait and switch, and, and like, I'm not even saying that's a bad tactic. Like, it can work if used intelligently. Yes, right? it can. But what does that do you to your brand long term? what that success is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, what does exactly that, what what that do to your brand long term? So for those people who are just yeah, like, I listen, made, I'm not I ready made, to pay a billion dollars for this. How do they start dipping yep. their toes into the water? You know, it's so funny. I made a post the other day that said, uh, using one of these six uh, week challenge companies, it's like banging a slutty 10 and then realizing two months later you have syphilis. <laughs> like it seems really awesome at the time, but then it's got long-term ROI repercussions depending on what you want. And I think what we all just want, we want to pay our bills. We want to be pay ourselves. That's ultimately what it is. My belief is, uh, from that, I, I believe enough of us, there's marketing and then there's branding. Marketing is what everyone's selling. I, I'm trying to be one of the guys in the space talking about branding because the reason you might buy a certain brand of a rifle or a certain type of clothing or a certain car, it's rarely because we saw a landing page. It's rarely because we read some copywriting that whatever it's, it's because of a thousand different transactions. And so this is what I call my marketing thesis is based off of WTF gym talk, not my gyms. And here's why I've never been able to do what Chris Cooper and Jim Wright and Mad Labs has been able to do, which is run ads. What the fuck gym talk cannot run ads. Cause I swear on all my videos. I just, I, I can't do it. Even when I make content, when we tried to run ads back in 2016, the WTF, it would just get flagged. It just wouldn't work. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to run ads. Everything I've grown with this business has been organic, but it's been a consistent brand presence. You either hate me or you like my stuff, but whatever it is, you're just, I'm, you're hardcore in one camp or the other. Whereas I think with gym owners right now, we're trying to do marketing where we talk to everybody. We'd like to be kind of liked by everybody. I would rather be viscerally hated as a business by one group and adored raving fans by another. And I believe that could all start organically. You mentioned the screenshot I put up of those, uh, the CPRs, the cost per results of um, a Facebook campaign we're running for Urban Movement right now. And I, I start everybody off on organic. And now you and me both know that organic reach on Facebook was, was taken away pretty significantly back in 2014. Yep. Here's what, here's, that's a headline and it's an accurate one. But what I like about organic, it forces gym owners to get a posting schedule up. Like I get my guys to two and a half to three times a day posting. Right? And that is on both Insta and Facebook. Now, why I have them do that to that obnoxious level is because it forces them to practice copywriting. I use a Donald Miller approach. If any of you guys have read Story Brand by Donald Miller, I use mm -hmm. an approach where we identify a micro problem we go ahead and we write out our plan to fix that problem and we vividly describe a successful ending to that problem. And that becomes the copywriting. And, uh, you know, I've got flagged for stuff like this, you know, recently in some of the, in the CrossFit community, because some of the copywriting I do with urban movement might seem like I'm going after CrossFit gyms sometimes, or, or you know, I do it with orange theories. We'll write copy. It says, are you bored of running on a treadmill at orange theory going nowhere? Well, at urban movement, we do this. And if you come here, it could be like this, click the link below to blah, blah, blah. Like that is copywriting that, that we've chosen to utilize. And we do that with every model, berries, CrossFit, everything. Um, 
I believe organically we start there and every gym owner here, well, what do I do? You get a photographer to come in once a month, barter, paid, I don't care what you do with it. 150 photos, guys, get 150 of your members. That means out of 150, you'll post 75 to Instagram, 75 to Facebook. That's two and a half to three times a day for those of you guys keeping up with the math. You'll start practicing copywriting. You're gonna start practicing uh, testimonials, right? We all know how to get a testimonial from a client. That's a given. How about a reverse testimonial? That's always the excuse. Like, oh, I just don't have any more. We'll do a reverse. Talk about Sally. Quit fucking asking for everyone to tell how awesome you are. Why don't you talk about Sally and how fucking sweet she is and then tag her in not only the photo, but also the copy. And the Facebook algo will expose that organically to more of her ecosystem on Facebook than it would otherwise. And these are just organic things I, I start people with. Because if you can't do that, what are we going to put money behind? What copywriting? Like, well, why even spend money if you can't even do organic decently? And here's one thing, guys, those of you listening, I bet some of you guys post maybe one time a day of that. So if I really get you to do 150 posts within 30 days on both of those platforms, there's nobody who did 150 posts up from 20 posts a month and didn't make more money. So it's, it's really it funny you bring this up, right? Because we, we made a pretty stark shift on social media probably about two and a half, maybe three years ago at this point. And I just put some really simple parameters on it. And I got a lot of pushback from the staff and people that were like involved in that. And they're like, Hey, it's just going to be too much. Like pe it, people, it, people are not going to see it. And my, and at first I used to get mad because my response was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Right? Like that's not how it works. But the reality is that is a correct answer. Like you, it's almost impossible to, to post too much because of how the algorithm works and to go correct. past Only that. Only 15% will see it. Yeah. And to go past that, if you just go from doing nothing to running paid ads, which is a, what a lot of people are doing. If you think that people are not sifting back through your feed to find content, to find relative information, to find educational stuff, you're wrong, right? Like, so think about your own actions. Yeah. If I see a brand that pops up, the first thing I do before I even click, like go into their link to buy some shit is I go into their feed and I'll just scroll through their feed and just see yep. what they have in there. What are they doing? What kind of content do they have in there? Like, are they educating or are they just asking, right? So anything that goes out on our social media handles for CrossFit Rife is it has to be giving, right? So there's, there's sure. difference between giving and taking, right? That stupid random panning video of the 5 p.m. class, big 5 p.m. crushing it, that's taking because it has no context. Correct. It doesn't tell me anything about your gym. Correct. It tells me nothing about any of those individuals in the gym or their story. You just stole 15 seconds of my time and now I'm super pissed about it. Yeah, I didn't walk. It needs to be entertaining and or educational. And I and I and I I hope gym owners listen to this. When we say educational, don't go that this is how you do a bent over row route. I think that could still work. It's still very a played out thing to do. Educational, in my opinion, is um. And I went on Kalipa's podcast, and I, I was really happy to kind of be able to give him these nugs. Um, I think podcasting, like what you what you do, what I do with my podcast. I, I've, I don't understand why every micro gym doesn't have an internal podcast. I really don't understand. Um, it has opened so many B2B doors for myself and the gyms that do this. It has opened up internal sales and just community, getting to interview your clients. You know how many of your clients have never been on a podcast before? And when you ask them to be on it, that is value. So like, you know, you're like, man, I'm running out of posts. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. You could also do, you can go audio if you want. You don't need a lot of equipment. You need a phone and anchor. 
But, you know, uh, to go to your thing before, you know, the educational and uh, entertaining, you talked about not, you know, the people don't understand the numbers. If you have a thousand followers, guys, a thousand followers on Facebook um, or a thousand people like your page and you post one thing, let's say 15, 15% of them via the algorithm are going to see that. That's like 150 people. That's 150. Or, so what the fuck, Jim Talk? I think there's maybe maybe barely 8,000 people who like that Facebook business page. I have to post between six and nine times a day just to hit 20% of the total followers to see anything, to even get to that number. And you don't know how people are seeing repeats and whatever it is, but that's the truth. You cannot post too much these days. You can't, as long as it's educational and entertaining. Yeah, so that's the key, right? Is like, you can, you can post too much, if the content is done poorly, meaning like it has no value to anybody. It's just like a Correct. picture of the gym or something like that. And I think that's where people get stuck because they're not sure what to do, right? So I like to think yep. of it as far as content as like, hey, we have three to five buckets of content, right? So there's coaching content, there's entertaining content, there's member content, there's informational, con just like stuff that's going on in the gym, right? So that's four already, right? I guarantee you that you have all, you have information on one of those four things or all of those four things currently in your gym, start posting about those, right? Instead of yes. just asking everybody to buy your product all the time, right? It's just, that's the, that's yeah. the rub, right? It's just like, Hey, gimme, 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 gimme. And what we're not thinking about is on the consumer end, what are you giving them? Yes. I think, uh, so we have a thing in Charlotte. It's called the Charlotte Agenda. It's an online publication and it literally is all the cool places to eat, drink, socialize, new gyms, new stores, advancements in the city. And here's the thing about it. It's, it's really shitty journalism, but everybody watches it because they want to know what new bar, restaurant or whatever is opening up that week. So we saw that and we're like, well, we trademarked the, the, the Sweat Local and hashtag Sweat Local. So we created the Sweat Local CLT podcast. We essentially bird dog them. Whatever they go and do that week, we go like tomorrow, me and my staff, my GM and my assistant GM, we're going to go to a brand new barbecue restaurant. We've already called up. We said that we own this gym and we have a podcast. We are going to come eat here and we'd love to schedule an interview with the owner. That interview is already scheduled up for two weeks from now. So now I'm going to have him on the podcast. And that's just, and now it doesn't even have to be a podcast. Let's just say you just went in there with your staff and you guys got some decent photos of the place and the, and the meal. Not only is it trendy, it's a new place that just opened. Now you can tag them in it and maybe they'll share it. And now you can talk about, hey, those of you guys who are ectomorphs and you're trying to put on some weight, this is what we'd recommend you eat. Those of you guys that are more endomorphish, we'd recommend you stick to this. And you could educate and entertain. So I want to go back to something you said earlier, because you said you're looking at 150 pieces of content or 75 Facebook and 75 Instagram. Mm -hmm. I want you to talk about yep. people because a ton of people are still doing this who are cross posting from one platform to the oh, other. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> and so we know you guys do this because we see your Facebook posts and it has a ton of hashtags after them, right? Because you did it. You did, you did the share from Instagram to Facebook. So stop doing that. What I would recommend, um, the most cost effective app I found, and you guys will be able to utilize it for free is later.app. It's a that's great third part. Yeah, that's, it's phenomenal. Um, it's less convoluted than Hootsuite in my opinion and far more affordable. And I want you guys to realize these third party apps are subject to the API allowances of these platforms of Instagram and, and Facebook. So if Facebook changes their API and their allowances of what people can do with it from a third party perspective, these things could be, this could change from the time this podcast drops. But as of right now, no third party app will, in, will automatically post videos or collages for you. 
you have to manually push that through the later app on your phone. But for photos, which is what I want you guys to hit the low hanging fruit. And that's what photos are. They're the low hanging fruit on content. Obviously we get in the video gets way more productive and things in audio with the podcast gets more advanced, but um, you can auto post this like literally sit down on a Sunday, go into later, schedule your post. Um, I just had a, I had a call with a new gym owner I'm working with right now. We, uh, my social media manager, he's my assistant GM. He has an Excel sheet with 50 pieces of copy. Why is it that gym owners think social media posting and workouts need to always be brand new? Like I came out with this new workout. Like why don't you guys run reruns? If I were to say to any of you fuckers, 15 minutes could save you 15 and I stopped, you would finish the sentence. 15% or more on car insurance. Why? Because you've heard that tagline a gazillion times. So when we come up with a good piece of copy and we test it organically, and we can talk about that, how you can go into your insights on your Facebook business page and know what good, what, what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. We test it organically and then we keep it. We put it in that Excel sheet and my social media manager who does 150 plus posts per month, I think it takes him maybe 35 to 40 minutes on a Sunday. Yeah. If that. So that's the rub, right? Is it doesn't and take nearly as long as people think it does. It's like when you tell your clients shopping and eating healthy is actually could be less expensive. Yeah. And they don't believe you at first. Yep. Yeah. And it's the same thing. The, the same, the thing you said about uh, like basically doing reruns is I always like, and again, I don't want people to think we're smashing him in the face, but again, what, I, what we're trying to expose is people don't know what they don't know. And I want you to not be able to unknow these things, right? So like we're telling you right now, good content is basically always good content, which means if it was good today, it will probably still be good in six months. And here's the deal. Everybody, number one, forgot that you ran it six months ago. And B, Correct. we already talked about 85% of the people didn't see it the first time. It's like me going to a seminar and teaching the air squat and the breakout and be like, you know what? I can't use the knees out cue because I used it in the last seminar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. it still works, right? And it's still engaging. So just figure out how to repurpose it. Maybe you change the copy. Maybe you post a little bit differently. Maybe you take that video and you post it in stories and see if it, see if it you know, indexes a little bit differently. Like you can use it so many yeah. different ways. Yeah. And it's really interesting too, when you reverse. So uh, earlier we talked about not cross posting. And what we mean by that is instantly don't post by cross posting with the Instagram feature in which you can do that. However, the photos you go on Facebook can be utilized on Instagram as well. I want you to think of the two platforms. Facebook is what I call copy first, creative second, right? You see the long form copy or short form, whatever you're rolling with. And then you see the piece of creative and the creative is the video or photo being utilized. Instagram and YouTube are the opposite. They are creative first. And then you have to go below to see the copy. So you can like, there's not like, well, Stu, is this photo only for Facebook? No, you can use it on either way, but just realize once you probably take it to Facebook, you better have some stronger copy maybe than when you're on Instagram right? Or it's going to maybe sound and be a little bit different. Like you can't, like there's no links in Instagram. You can't click a link in Instagram. Like I've got some gyms right now in my area that I just want to just shake them. Cause I look at their, their social media comes through on my feed and they've got links in their Instagram copy. I'm like, I can't click that asshole. Like, why is that going in there? Do you not realize that? Right. And until you have 10,000 followers, you can't swipe up on a story to get to where you want to go unless it's paid. Right. You got it. You, you got to, it's just, there's certain nuances of the platforms. I think a lot of people don't understand. So that, that kind of is a perfect segue into the next piece, which is certain people are resistant to getting into social media, social media at all for probably one of two major reasons. Either one, they feel like they don't need it because their gym is probably doing okay. Or two, 
it's just overwhelming and they don't want to take the time to learn because like make no mistake guys you're going to spend hundreds of hours on social media platforms on the back end learning how to run facebook ads looking at your business the business end of your um of your facebook going in looking at insights and instagram checking all of those engagements all that stuff like you're going to feel like you're wasting time but that's just not the case right so for those people who are resistant to do this how are you trying to start to get them to kind of like just wade their way out at least into the shallow end here yeah. So, you know, first is what is the need? If you, if again, if you're not making enough money, I'm going to tell you this right now, I look at social media solely as a way to generate awareness and then revenue. Like there's the buying cycle. So the buying cycle is three stages and this is a school of thought across all kinds of, it's not, this isn't something I came up with. You become aware of a brand, you then consider a brand and then you purchase from a brand. If you make it all the way through the buying cycle, if you've accepted that not enough people are purchasing from you, the last stage of the buying cycle, then I take you back to the previous step. How many people are considering you? How many people are walking in the door, which is the first sale we all must make, guys? They have to walk in the door first. No one's buying these memberships online, okay? It's not Amazon. And you're like, well, okay, maybe we're getting a lot of people in the door, but we're not closing them. Well, now that's a different conversation. My guess is we go back to the previous one, awareness. How many out of the 100,000 people in your city actually know you exist? If I walked around with my camera and I vlogged this for What the Fuck Gym Talk and a mic, and I walked up to people on the street and said, hey, have you heard of Urban Movement? And they'd be like, is that like Urban Outfitters or is that a microbrewery or what is that? Like, that is the problem. Awareness is the one element of the buying cycle where you know you have to accept and if i can get a gym owner to agree with me there then i then we you know it's 2020 and you know we all know where the awareness is now most of the time the people don't want to get on social they're old they're set in their ways and maybe they're young and just really weird and set in their ways like when i meet like a 23 year old who hates social media i'm like how the fuck do you get through life whatever it's fair enough it's to each their own but it's a business thing don't be romantic about your own sentiments on this You've got to either do it yourself or outsource it to someone because there is no staying alive if you cannot track awareness from people. And awareness is, whether you like it or not, on social media. It just is. So, so with regard um, to awareness, yeah. I, I want to talk about some things that I see people do very poorly. And, and, I, and I don't think it's because they're like trying to do it poorly. I think it's just because they literally don't know what to do, right? So if you're a gym owner, stop posting videos of you working out in your gym. That's the first thing, right? That gives nobody any yeah. value, right? Like that's not bringing awareness to your brand and what, it, and what it is that you do and what you offer. Correct. And the second thing is stop posting panning videos of just random stuff, right? Correct. So what are, yeah, some of the, what are some of the other things that you see people do incorrectly that are actually hurting awareness and branding? Um, the utilization, the iPhone is an amazing piece of technology and the camera on it is good enough is good enough when someone is utilizing it correctly. Let's use that gun analogy. You know, Fern here could probably kill fucking a hundred people in seven seconds with his gun. I would, it would break my collarbone, right? I wouldn't know what I was doing with it. Okay. So your iPhone, yes, can shoot amazing photos, but if you haven't been practicing and, and, and I really do mean practice, like you actually mess around with this um, and you practice taking, you know, shots with certain people. So here's one, here's super tactical. You guys have bay doors, stop taking photos where you are shooting into the light coming in from a bay door. That is bad contrast on the photo. Put your back to the bay door so the bay door acts as a backlight for you. That is just a very simple tactical thing that I see done wrong all the time. There are certain movements, guys, that don't do well on photo. Double unders and wall balls are one of them. There's too much movement. 
whenever my photographer comes in, everything we do at Urban Movement is tempo-based. Every, like we have time under tension almost throughout the entire workout. It's one of the things that we changed up when we started making changes. I'm going to tell you right now, you want to build in tempo on the days that you take photos because people will pause. Tempo in the bottom of the squat, tempo with the barbell overhead, tempo with their chin over the bar, slow your fucking crazy energizer bunny fucking RX plus members down. And that way the photographer can capture a moment, not a movement. Too often, we're all trying to capture this amazing lift or a PR or a movement. Capture someone smiling. Capture someone concentrating really hard on the assault bike. Captures two people fist bumping. Those, these are all things. I see us all capturing the wrong kind of thing. And then when we do, it's got a low quality because it's, you know, as the wall ball is coming back down and it's super blurry Bigfoot style. There's just some little things like that. And I'm not an artist. I'm not a photographer. I'm not even a videographer. Right. I, I, you know, those are, those are art forms that I am, I am amateur novice at best. And I, but I know enough to respect that. I want that art to come out well. And here's a question. Would my client who I took a photo of, would they potentially make that their profile picture? If the answer is no, don't post it. Cause the goal of posting and tagging these people in here, it's what it's a, an organic marketing campaign. I call it the tagging campaign is to get them to share it. But you ever see anybody working out? We look like assholes. You got that Dan Bailey look, your fucking tongue's hanging out, you're drooling all over yourself. It's not attractive, people. It's not. You know, if you want, host a photo shoot. We have our members every quarter come in and we do a photo shoot. Not all of them. We, we select, we pick, we pick just enough black people, just enough women, just enough guys, because it's a marketing photo shoot. And we do one, but I'm able to pause. I'm able to make them do what I want. I direct the entire thing. And I'm able to get exactly what I want out of them. So those of you guys, you've got an iPhone, you've got probably the best cameras on the planet in your pocket, but it doesn't mean it's going to, you know, fix your shitty photo. Like just, there's some tact that needs to go into it. Yeah. I mean, most of them shoot 4k. And if you're struggling to do this, I am not aware of a gym that doesn't have somebody that is either a professional photographer or who does photography on the side, have them buy them coffee, have them spend 30 minutes with you. And you're going to learn stupid little things about like don't angle the camera up because nobody wants that video and your ceiling probably looks like nope. shit and stop taking pictures yep. based in that corner that's super dirty in the gym and speaking of the back what is in the back of the photo like why is that stupid poster of innovate back there and not your logo of your gym 100%. Close-ups are always going to kill. Like I, I tell people, folk, um, all art should have one focal point. When you look at the Mona Lisa, it has, there's one focal point on there. It's her eyes, right? Like it's every piece of art should have one focal point. And when I see gym owners take photos of a group and there's seven people doing seven different things, there is no centralized focal point and the art will be lost on the viewer. So I recommend uh, what we call punching in on one person at a time. And that also in your copywriting guys allows you to tell an easier story. It's much easier to tell a story of Kristen Smith pressing the barbell overhead and how you can talk about how on day one, she barely could do this with a empty barbell and how proud of her and how, how much hard she's worked, but you know, whatever it may be versus a shot of six people. And like one person's like looking this way, one person's eyes are closed, punch in on your shots. The other thing I was going to ask you about was um, how do you, what's your guidance for people on, because obviously stories aren't there forever, but you can use them. So things like, so I think a lot of people don't understand how to utilize stories or they don't understand like why they should have something like Linktree attached to the back end of Instagram. Yeah. 
So um, we, uh, so my CRM and website Flex has a built-in Linktree. So, but for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Linktree is a, a very inexpensive app that allows you, because the goal of Instagram is to get them to your gallery because on your gallery is a link. It's the only place to take them off the platform. So you want to go ahead and get them to click that, but there's only room for one link. What a link tree is, is it creates one link. They click it. It opens up to options of different links. That way they can go to your free trial week uh, promo. They can go to your website. They can do the whatever. So that's what we're referring to on that. Um, my biggest thing on, on this, right, is stories and things of that nature. Stories are meant to be conversations in a hallway. So think back to like uh, passing a coworker, you know, in the hallway, they're just meant to be just one little quick things. They're not meant to be things that are super rememberable that you really want to live. And if you can, you could create the, the story highlights on your Instagram feed. Um, we utilize them to number one, we do the, the sneak peek every night. We literally show, we give out the workout a week in advance, but we show the movements of the next day's workouts. And we have three different speeds in our, in our uh, lift and move class. We talk about that. That's what we utilize the story for. Um, we share our members' stories. So whenever a member posts about us, we reshare that on our story and give a little context to it. Um, and if, you know, the staff is doing something kind of fun that day, like we're planning for moving day, which is kind of, I guess, you compare it maybe to our version of the open um, or an event or something, we will show those quick little highlights. They're nothing that we need to take up your entire day. We don't need to make it a big deal. It's just, this is what we're doing. And I like doing it periodically throughout the day so that we're always at the top. Whenever you open up your phone, that urban movement is circles up there, one of your top three or four or five on there. Um, stories is not like long version, like talking head videos. If you're going to do a talking head video of you talking to your members and it, it's fucking 15, 10 second clips, too much, man. Nobody's uh, listening. To you put that now. on IGTV. Just make a full blown five minute video. Exactly. 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 So it's also understanding that. Um, yeah, so, I, I just, so, go back to, so going back to IGTV, that is where if somebody wants to make educational stuff, download the IGTV app, do those educational videos there. Don't put them in stories. You can put some other like short form, like doctored, like movement videos. Like we have those on Facebook and Instagram. But if I do like a five, like if you go back and look at CrossFit Rice Instagram, like if you go to IGTV, like the last three posts on IGTV are like five plus minutes talking about like tips and tricks on the rower, the skier, the runner. Yeah the bike, right? Like that people are going to click in that and they're going to watch a five minute video in there. They're not going to watch that 10 yeah. second clip 58 times. Correct. And it, here's the other thing too is so Instagram stories have, has a 10 second capacity, your gallery, your Instagram gallery has a one minute capacity. And then your IGTV for our accounts has a 10 minute if you are, if you're a verified account, you can go up to an hour. So we're all, none of us are verified. So let's just go ahead and say we have a, a 10 minute limit. When you go and create an IG story, this may be three, four, five minutes long, it will still show up in preview in your gallery. So people will be watching it. And then once it hits the one minute mark, it cuts over. I will say this is where the nuances get kind of, uh, kind of crazy because the, the cropping for your gallery versus IGTV are different. So for those of you guys who aren't really big into the editing, I don't, we can geek out on that if you want. You get into aspect ratios and, uh, and dimensions. And here's just, you know, the, the real quick, easy, dirty way of it. You want to go, uh, you want to go 1920 by 10, no, 1080, but yeah, 1920 by 1080 for IG stories. And you want to crop in for your gallery. And this, again, this gets very much in the weeds of editing. Um, 
you guys Google it, YouTube it. There'll be some, some guy way smarter than me. They'll tell you how to do it efficiently. But it, it, that's, that, that is, I think, also another thing. What do you think for that where people just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with editing. Like, I'm just not like, you think, you think the nuances of it people get shy away from? Well, I think, I think, I don't think, I know this because it was me. I think people are scared of people looking at whatever content they produce on day one, they decide to make this start happening, that people are going to judge them for it. And what I'm here to tell you is like, we all have the attention span of squirrels basically. So nobody remembers what you posted yeah. yesterday. That's the first thing. So don't worry about it. But B, just be okay with like, it's that it's no different than the first day you decided to, you decided you wanted to coach the first day you decided to want to be a business owner. The first time you walked in a CrossFit gym, you're not going to be good at it. There is yeah. no other way to get good at this than to practice it, right? So like, if, I, if you go back and look at our content two years ago, it probably sucks balls. If I look at your content from three years ago, it doesn't look anything like it looks like today, right? So in order to get to content that looks good, you have to understand that that's going to take a thousand posts. It's going to take, I don't know, 200 podcasts. It's going to take 150 episodes of a YouTube channel before you start to feel comfortable in front of a camera. And you're like, oh, this doesn't suck anymore. Like it's quasi good. Yeah. And it's, uh, my, one of my marketing coaches tells me all the time, he's like, you got to know in, in marketing when you need a C plus and when you need an A plus and your daily posts to Instagram and Facebook, you can get away with C pluses guys. Cause like, you know, like friend said, they're not going to remember it. It's just one blip. The one thing I would tell you though, it needs to be a consistent brand voice. That's one thing I'm huge on. You know, you want things to be consistent and I'm not talking necessarily about your Instagram gallery looking super curated and very artsy and like where every image is perfectly aligned and you, you know, that that's great if you, if you have the patience and know how to do that. But I am just talking about using common language. You know, it's funny with what the fuck Jim talk, you know, it, you know, I commonly, you know, refer to my audience as a fuck face and I use the word Sally and I use, I use a lexicon that people are able to start associating with my brand. I've been in business with Urban Movement now for less than three years. And when I did, I, I very prematurely trademarked uh, Sweat Local. And just now, just now, are we getting people in our gym to utilize that trade, that, that hashtag and utilize the branding of Sweat Local? And now when we put that on our shirts, that's one of the, the, uh, the more um, requested pieces of retail we sell. But I've been trying to use that for two years and nobody gave a shit. My members, it took consistency for us to literally in every newsletter, like we literally thank people for sweating local with us at the end of a workout. Like, you know, stupid that sounds when you say it at the, like, I'm like, God, this sounds so fucking corny, but now my members utilize it to the point where we're hopefully in six more years. It's as synonymous with us as think different is with Apple. Yeah. And I, the other thing I think the reason consistency is king here, right. Is that I think people are underestimating the timeline that probably most people who are considering doing CrossFit or some sort of boot camp or something like that stay in the consideration stage. Like I have oh, yeah. people, I have people that will come to our gym and literally tell me straight up. They're like, I've been stalking you guys for six to eight months. Yep. And, what that, I call would, yep. and that wouldn't have worked had I been super sporadic about posting. Right. So we have two to three posts every single day without failure. We've been posting wad brief videos, the one minute video we do on Instagram every single day. I think I, we might have missed five days in almost 18 months. Like, but that is now a standard thing that goes on our Instagram. Right. And so my recommendation, people, is like, start with something you know you can do consistently. 
and then slowly add to it as you build the habit of what the way I pitched it to our staff and the way we look at it now is like posting on Instagram is like the 9am class. It happens every day. Like it is non-negotiable. Like it goes up and if it doesn't go up, then shit has gone wrong. Yeah. hundred percent. I think too, you know, it's also for the gym owner listening that has been posting manually via Facebook and Instagram. And they're just like, Oh shit, I need to post something today. Going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, find a time to schedule it. Like when you sit down at home, you get up on a Sunday, you have a nice cup of coffee. You're just kind of chilling in your living room and really thinking about your business. You've had maybe about, you've probably had a day off since then. You probably didn't do much on Saturday. You had one class. You're in a much better headspace to write copy and to think creatively about your business. I, I, I get it when a gym owner's like, dude, it's 4.45. I got a 5 p.m. class. I'm trying to think of something to post. So I just post something shitty up there. And I get it. That's not the right time to be creative. And not everybody is creative. And here's, what I, here's my thoughts about creativity. Some people are naturally creative. And, um, and that is something that you can't uh, instill in somebody. But if you practice it enough, like I suck at basketball, right? But if I played every day, I'd get better, considerably better. I wouldn't be awesome. I'd still get my ass kicked, but I'd be better. And I just think that's just one of those things where don't, don't be like, oh, I'm just not creative. Well, no, you're not, you're not as good. You're not maybe as creative as I am, but that's okay. But you're also not trying. You could be as creative as some of the more creative people if you just practiced it every day. Yeah. Creativity is a muscle. And that goes back to the consistency part is like, I'm, I'm practicing. I'm learning why that's a bad post. And I'm learning like that, that watermark doesn't work when I post this video because the white of the watermark on a white wall in the background doesn't fucking show up. Like doesn't things like good. that, that you only like programming. Learn. Yeah. Like you only learn those things by messing them up and it's okay because you have to remember, this is like what to everybody, you have to remember people forget, right? They forget what the, what the specifics of that post are. They don't forget that they see your content consistently right? Like that is what the consistency piece is, right? So it's just like, just improve it over time. And then what people are going to notice is like, oh, these guys really give a shit about what they do. Like I've seen the evolution of this brand because they're consistent. It's gotten better. I've seen, you know, when Stu's gym went from South side to urban movement, I'm like, Ooh, that's looking fresh, dude. Like I like what's going on there. Like if you watch that because consistency is happening, like people are paying attention. Yeah. No, I love it, man. It's also be where your clients are. You guys ever notice that, you know, the, uh, the DUI lawyers are always on a park bench or on the side of like the public transportation bus because that's where their fucking clients are, right? So for Urban Movement, I'm really big into guerrilla marketing. And there's a firm in Charlotte I hired uh, to do some guerrilla marketing with us. And they, uh, they do these things called, uh, what's it called? Clean graffiti. Have you, have you heard of this? No. Clean, so th- clean graffiti is where a company goes and makes giant stencils of your logo, your slogan, whatever you want, and they go all over the city with a power washer and they go to dirty sidewalks and they spray it into the sidewalk and it misses and it hits all the perfect loopholes because they're not putting anything on the sidewalk. They're taking dirt off the sidewalk. So we have a company in Charlotte that fucking does clean graffiti. And you go in there and put, you know, you know, uh, have, find your movement, urban movement, whatever, in downtown Charlotte with arrows that go all the way to my gym and all like, and it's the city loves it because it's they're getting their sidewalks clean for free, but they think it's a creative way to get your brand message out. So there, guys, That's if awesome. you were to go ahead and start looking at some cool graffiti, here's another really cool uh, guerrilla marketing tidbit. There's a new restaurant that opened up in Charlotte right next to a beautiful park, and that park's landscaping is cornered with pebbles, not mulch, not dirt, just pebbles everywhere. So this company called 
Bricks. It's a wood-fired uh, pizza shop. They went ahead and bought a thousand pebbles, like from a landscape store, had them all painted red with the Bricks logo on it, and they went all through that park and just spread them all through the motherfucking park. Now, the city probably slapped them on the wrist, but the city's not going to go and pick up a thousand red pebbles out of there. And they had it, it's water-based paint, so it would come off eventually. But on the back of each pebble, it was 15% off your next pie. And it was just a creative way. Like, they, they know that that's where their customers are. They go to this park with their kids. Why not put your shit there? There's just other things. Like, social media is the, you got to be there, guys. But I'm a huge fan of being as, uh, as gorilla as possible as well. I think that's such an over, uh, an underestimated marketing tactic still. So on that note, right, so let's say we get people who are posting, you know, consistent, good branding content that provides value to the people that are consuming or follow that platform. The other beef that, which I get, right, I have a just extremely visceral reaction to losing money. Like it makes me want to punch babies and punt dogs, right? So that's the <laughs> other thing that people have a hard time with because I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but like when you start to kind of venture out into the, the deep forest that is paid advertising, like you're going to lose money. Right. So like, where do you, where do you start? Like, how do you get people to start? Like, what's the, what's the tolerable place to start for most people? Yep. I, um, once the organic tagging campaign happens for at least two months and a gym shows me they can do that, I move them into paid branding campaigns at a $5 a day budget. When you guys create a campaign on Facebook, you have what are called objectives. These are where you pick and you, if you notice, going back to our conversation, they're selected by the three phases, the buying cycle, awareness, consideration, and purchase. Um, brand awareness and reach are two of the least expensive marketing options. And that screenshot you referenced at the beginning of this podcast where I had the, you know, two and one cent CPRs. That's what I was doing there. Engagement video views are probably are next on the cheapest. Um, you can get those for one, two, three, four cents link clicks. Those get more expensive. And then when you get into conversion where you're paying for a conversion on a landing page, or you're going to use Facebook's built in lead gen for name, email, and phone number, then you're going to get very expensive. I tell people to go with the brand new one. We run an evergreen ad. And when I say evergreen guys, that's just when we're running something that just consistently works like rogue. I use rogue as my evergreen example. Rogue has an evergreen t-shirt. It's the rogue t-shirt just says rogue on the fucking front. It's in every color you can fucking imagine. We all probably own 10 of them right? That's evergreen. It's always going to work for them. You should have your own evergreen retail, but you should also have your own evergreen ad that is just always running for $5 a day in a brand campaign. So, um, you know, I could do a screen share now. We've got one going right now that has 75,000, look at it now, 75,000 impressions at 0.2 cents. And it's just always running in the background. Cause I mean, you probably see these numbers too. There's, there's no consensus on it, but it takes the average person 12, 19, 23 different touch points with seeing your message before they ever actually retain it on social media. So I start there $5 a day on one of those branding campaigns where you have a link in there. So there is a clear call to action. You have to tell people what you want them to do, but a $5 a day budget, everyone could withstand. And now I need, I tell them like, listen, because you're only spending $5 a day, don't be like, dude, it's been two weeks. I don't have any name, emails, or phone numbers yet. Like, I get it, bro. I get it. You're going to need 10,000 people to see the ad. All right. That's what we call reach or impressions. And then you're going to need a thousand people to click on the link. And out of a thousand people, you'll be happy if 1% give you their name, email, and phone number. That, I mean, it's, it's just a numbers game. And when you get into marketing, you're going to, it's like, let's go back to the gun analogy. 
you're going to waste bullets when you go to the range. <laughs> you're going to waste a lot of ammo when you go to the range. Yeah, you're not going to hit the bullseye every single time. And I think, and I think this, once we start getting in, once we start going down this rabbit hole, this is where people get a little bit turned off, right? And, and this is where I'm trying to get people to, I'm like, stay in the boat. Like, don't jump out because Stu just gave you, okay, I have to get to 10,000 people. That means only 1,000 of them are going to click the link. I'm looking for 1% because that 1%, not all of them are going to buy. That means I need to have done consistent amount of work on the back end to provide them value. I need to follow up with them. I might have to hit them with three or four emails yeah. after that. So I think where to maybe set people's mind at ease is that this is a really fucking long game. Like don't, don't put is. that ad up and hope that you're going to smash it in 30 days. Like hope that you're going to get conversion on that in six to eight months, right? Of doing that consistently. Like and the, it's, not, it's not even going to be that ad. It'll be the next one. Yeah. So if anyone's listening to this, who's maybe, let's say they're a homeowner or they rent an apartment. When you were looking for your apartments and your homes and your neighborhoods and all that, that that's a very serious purchase. A gym membership to some people is a very serious purchase, not even from a monetary standpoint, but just from like a commitment level standpoint. These things are not made overnight. I bought, I, uh, I, so I have an electric skateboard that I ride around. I probably researched that for probably two and a half months before I bought it. Right? It's, like, it's a fucking electric skateboard. It's like, fuck yeah, it's an expensive thing. But bottom line is, I, I, you will research, you will see brands you like, you'll follow them on Instagram, you'll keep watching, you'll Google, you'll look for reviews, you'll do all that. And that takes weeks and weeks and weeks. And that is where everyone listening, this is where why I think we're saying this members on demand button, it doesn't exist. It will work. Like we can push that button and you can make some people show up. They will not stick around long-term. That's that, that part has been proven. Some will, most won't. Um, but it, yeah, it's another thing to, and you're also, I don't look at it as wasted money. Every two cents that I get charged on a, on a, on a reach or a brand awareness campaign that doesn't convert to a name, email, and phone number, and ultimately to a client, they still heard of me. I told, I tell people all the time, the goal of your marketing and your branding is to walk into a grocery store and hear people talking about your business while you're in line to check out and they don't know you're behind them. Like, hey, have you seen that? Have you heard of that urban movement or see people wearing your apparel that you don't know? That's my biggest goal. When I see people wearing urban movement apparel that I don't know, cause I don't know them as a member. I, I'm not very much involved in a lot of the day to days at the gym, but uh, that's when I'm like, okay, we're doing something here. Cause that's what I need. I need people associating themselves with my thing. Maybe they just got a free shirt that we gave away at a breast cancer awareness thing. That's cool. Fuck it. Wear it. I don't care. I can't be upset that I spent $9 on that t-shirt and I didn't get a member out of it. Cause that is the game you signed up for. I know you guys all saw it. You signed up to own your own gym and work out whatever you want and forge your own elite fitness. Guess what? You signed up for a business and this numbers game that we're trying to make seem more tolerable and you know, something easier to digest. The, it, that's the basic fact of it. You're going to spend money that won't return money for you. That's just how it's going to be. On that note, do you, what do you have with regard to like, do you have anything that you recommend or try to get people in with regard to like a marketing budget? Like, Hey, I want you to try to get to yeah. spending two to 3% of monthly revenue on this. Yeah. Here's a great one. I do a 30 day cancellation notice. And I do that because of something we call when I was doing global gym consulting rate of replacement in a global gym, I would have a $10,000 a month marketing budget and have seven sales guys. My rate of replacement on anybody who canceled was three days. We knew we could replace them in three days with that kind of an ammo. The rate of replacement for a micro gym who doesn't fucking understand social and probably it doesn't have those means 
I'm just going to say you need 30 days to replace one. So let's say five people canceled your gym and each of those five people were worth $200 a month to you. So that is now $1,000 in recurring EFT you're going to be losing. I have in what I call my numbers tracker, it's an Excel sheet that I use in my gyms that I work with. We take their total canceled EFT for that month. Now we know we have a 30 day notice, so we're going to be getting one more month's draft out of them. We yep. take generally around 30% of that money as a budget to acquire. So people who cancel finance new client acquisition with their last month's dues. I've never heard of that, but I'm going to try it and see how it goes. So again, yeah. I don't, I'm like, well, we can talk about retention in a minute, but if you want to, but like we, we have reversed course on that. And I think we're doing a really, really good job of it where like, I'm not, we're well under 3% churn at this point, but the, so if I have five people cancel, let's say that's, you know, a thousand. So I'm going to take what 300 bucks and that's not my marketing budget. 33, 30. Yeah, I would take, I'd take normally, yeah, 30 to 40% of it. And it's also depending on if, you know, I look at net zero at the end of the month is the best worst case scenario is a net zero. Three people join, three people canceled. The average micro gym really should only be growing by maybe two, three, four members, if that per month, honestly. Like, you know, everyone, like that's when gym launched at the scene and you heard like 30 members in a month. I was like, does everyone not understand what that's going to do to the infrastructure of a business? Most of these gyms that we're talking about don't have full-time staff. To drop 20 new members into a business like ours, like that, I know it seems like it's the solution to your problem. It's not. But I would tell, you know, I, I try to, you know, uh, for some gyms, let's say I'm trying to get them to net three members a month, 36 new members year over year, which is really good growth. Yeah. Um, I would say probably about 30% of that, probably 30 to 40, depending. And it also depends on uh, what kind of ads we're running. If we're running those brand ads, like the ones that at 0.2 cents per CPR, three, four cents, that money is going to go a very long way. If God, we're going man, lead generation. If you're getting like one to two dollars. Yeah. I mean, fuck, that's like really good. We, so once those ads for us hit five cents, we kill it. We turn it off. Once we five are paying cents. more, because we, we, yeah, we really dial it down that per impression or per through play. And those of you guys, a through play is a 15 second watch on a video. Um, we, we, I know, I know what we can get. So if, if we're not getting it, it means I messed something up on the copy or the images and converting as well, whatever it may be. And we go and try it again. Cause I know what I'm capable of getting. So I will not overpay. So, so somebody who's listening to this, you know, they've listened to this whole conversation. We've talked about like, obviously this is a lot of work and I'm, I'm not going to be this person who's going to sit here and tell you that it's not like anybody who says that this is not a lot of work and you can automate this. You never touch it again is full of shit. So don't buy that. Yep. The gym owner who's listening to this is saying, listen, I already don't get a day off. How the fuck am I supposed to add another 10 hours of work a week? How do they start working their way towards either a removing themselves from some sort of gym aspect that they can do this, or maybe bringing somebody on to start taking that role? I, I think again, that we talked about earlier, I think honestly, I would audit that gym owners day to day, the 24 units, and I would find 45 minutes on a Sunday for them to start scheduling organic posts. I would just start there. I honestly would. And then once they saw that, like, okay, this makes sense. I get now why you're having me do this. Now I'd say, can you give me $35 a week, five bucks a day for a branding campaign? And I'd start there with them and I'd slowly work it in. But those of you, here's the thing is, and especially because the open's coming up and I'm really going to hit the CrossFit gym owners real hard in this. Guys, if you are bitching about not having enough time for this and you're going to refire your open 19.6 or whatever the fuck it's called and do it twice, you can go fist yourself. I don't care. I don't want to hear you complaining. 
You, you are a business owner first. You are not an athlete first. Bottom line. So no, you do, if you want to do the open twice, great. Just make sure you get your marketing done too. But if you're going to complain you don't have enough time, then you need to stop watching that, you know, outlaws ways fucking uh, strategy video on fucking, you know, 19.7 and fucking just focus on growing the business because you won't have a gym to work out in much longer. Yeah, I think, I think the big takeaway here is that while this can be overwhelming, once you even get oh, not even a good grasp of it, a moderate grasp of it. It does not take that much time. It does not take that much time if you schedule it. I have had different, like I have somebody else do it now, but the last, I've had people do it who've done almost a month's worth of posts scheduled out, separate content, two different platforms in, on, like in one day. So 30 days worth of content, yeah. just sit down for three to four hours on a Sunday, schedule it out. And that, and that could just be the basis of, of our of our content that's going to go out. And then we'll, we'll put things in there as we get them throughout the month, but that's already, you know, 50 to 60 posts each platform that we don't have to worry about anymore because those don't need to go to a specific time. Yeah. Like that's just good content. And then as stuff comes up, I'm like, get that right. up, put that up. And, and then once you have a good, like with that tagging campaign and all that, once you have a good 40, 50, 60, 70 posts, you just repost them. Like my deuce, my suggestion, like in the beginning, I was like, I know you're going to spend a lot of time on this now, but just wait, give it eight months. He literally click, 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 reschedules them all. And later allows you to do that. Cause with later you can write the copy right in the photos. They give you a free cloud. You get to keep all your photos right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, I bet you, I mean, for what we're paid, I bet you it's taken him far, far, far less time than, than really what it, what we pay him for. But, um, it, but that's great. He's, he's created, he's put the time and effort in to make sustainable, repeatable content. Same thing with programming. We do the same thing. We repeat our workouts all the time. We don't write new workouts rarely because that's a lot of time. In my opinion, for our model, we just want to go ahead. We need, we have other things we need to focus on. Can't be writing I, a brand new workout every day. I just think this is a skill that you have to start developing because I, I'm not aware of a business that doesn't have this, like this as a strong arm of their business. Like I don't, I just don't know you can consider yourself a business that's going to be around in 10 years that doesn't have this wired pretty tight over the next 36 months. You better have an amazing, you better have an amazing, what we call talk trigger. There is a diner called Skip's Diner out in California. And so if I say burger joints, burgers and fries, what's the company you think of in California? Oh, in and out in and out right? That's what everyone thinks of. Skip's Diner has never spent a single dollar on marketing. What they do is when you walk in the door and the line is always out the door, you get to the front counter, you place your order first, and then the person behind the counter gets open a brand new deck of cards. They fan out the entire 52-card deck, shuffle it up like a professional casino gambler, and if you pick the joker, the entire order is fucking free, no matter what you ordered. There are people that go insane for this. Like the Instagram videos, when someone wins, they're calling their mom and tell them they have created what I call a talk trigger, what Jay Bear calls a talk trigger, this operational choice to do something remarkably different that does surprise and delight that does the marketing for them. If you've ever stayed at a Hilton, Hilton gives you the chocolate or a double tree. They give you the chocolate chip cookie, right? Little things like that. Most of us are not going to be able to come up with something as extraordinary as that. So yes. While I know that there are some outlier companies we could all point at, like, well, they don't have to do that much. It, they're an outlier. We are not. All right. We are the 80% bell curve. All right. So I get, get comfortable with getting comfortable with social media. So on that note, you, uh, when did you start micro gym university or when did that launch live? Um, that was a, that was, we've been working on it since 2018 and then it launched, uh, 
uh, April, May. Yeah, I would say it probably launched in like Mayish, Juneish of this year. And is that largely so targeting targeted towards or designed around teaching people social media marketing or or what's that what does it entail? Yeah, so that's I have eight. There's yeah, it's pretty much my goal was to not create systems. I didn't. I I love the two brain guys. I love the Mad Labs guys and all Jim Wright. I didn't want to sell systems. I've seen it all. I want to just take what everyone else is doing, put it into an, an educational platform. Like you pick which one you like the most. And if you need mm -hmm. suggestions, let me know. And I'll tell you which one I think would fit best with your model. Instead of saying, you've got to do it this way and all the Lego blocks have to fit. Here's how you do the four nines compensation model. Here's how you do performance. Here's how you do salary. Here's, you know, I come from the Globo gym scene. So I'm, I'm, I've got the benefit of seeing a lot of different things that we don't typically see traditionally in CrossFit gyms, but that's why some of them work really well. Um, but yeah, it was just an online school for anybody who was looking to start a gym and didn't want to make all the mistakes and shit that we see already or anyone who's in it and they need to select a specific course like the social media marketing course because they just don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, that's where to start. And if you don't want to spend money there, guys, I get it. Like here, here's the, guess what? Type in your computer, YouTube, Facebook yeah, marketing. it's there. And it's like, it's Done. free guys. It's free. It's free. Like, it's free. You can get like, you can get 50% of the way there with free content on YouTube. And just, if you're, and I, if I you're just like, yeah, hey, whatever, look at the date. You probably want to choose something that's within the last six to 12 months. If it's three years old, it's probably completely relevant. None of the fucking the screens will match up to what you have on your Facebook ads manager. It'll all be backwards. But yeah. like, just look at the date, look at the, look at the, look at the, users look at the comments all that stuff it's not going to take you long to find a pretty useful piece of content on youtube about facebook ads i've i've got a two-year-old now i have i can't picture sending her to college she's gonna go to youtube fucking you like that's literally it everything you need to learn is on youtube like people ask me like why would anyone spend money on your course and i'm like it, the only reason uh, anyone listening the only reason anyone would do micro gym university is because they want to hear my delivery that's it. That's the only reason. Otherwise, it's all on the internet for free. You just have to hunt it down. Yeah. That's it. So the other thing you have coming up is the self-made summit, which is in, so this will probably drop. That's uh, October, yeah, 18th, 19th, 20th. We're just, um, the rebranding thing is a big topic in the micro gym scene. And uh, we've gone through that over the past three years. So I got together a bunch of gyms that started as CrossFit affiliates. Some are still CrossFit affiliates and they've just mm -hmm. have changed the name. Some have left the CrossFit affiliation status and have gone on the franchise and opened multiple. So I just brought all those guys together just because their origin story was a CrossFit affiliate. And I do feel because I, I, we, as we all know, CrossFit has given wave to the biggest boom in the boutique fitness scene that we've ever seen. And um, I, I still feel like there's you have to pay homage to that. And I wanted to get guys who just had different stories and how they did that. Because I do believe a lot of people which is a whole different podcast. Um, yeah. They're not really sure what the fuck they're doing with their brand. And maybe they like or don't like what CrossFit's doing. Um, and they've created different core values and a different core focus internally. And they want to change stuff, but they don't know how. They're scared to upset their current members. They don't want people to leave. So I put together the self-made summit to, to talk about how to do that efficiently. Yeah. And I think there, I think there's probably some good value there. I, like I'm clearly biased. I mean, I work for the company on a CrossFit gym. Like, oh, of I, course, of course I get a little, and, and, and I like, if you rebrand, like that's fine. I just think there's a lot of people that are rebranding for the wrong reasons. Right. A thousand percent. I, I do think there are people that are like, you need to rebrand. Like you're, you don't even like CrossFit anymore. So just don't be a CrossFit gym. Like that's fine. If you're not doing it, then don't use the name. But I do think people are rebranding under the guise of like, well, that's going to fix my business. And I'm like, no, it's not. You still run a shit business. It's just no. called 
It's just called something fitness now instead of CrossFit something. A hundred percent. And you've been in my spot. I've got that coffee lounge in there. Like right now, I'm I'm my I'm at my house right now, but I got a I've got cameras in there. I've got 17 people in the coffee lounge. I can't have Diane going on, right? With six people in the coffee lounge having meetings and working on their thesis. Like we had to because the business changed. And you're right. And I and I think anyone listening to this, that's a whole nother podcast we can do another time. But guys, really look at what is it you're trying to do. Just so like people like, I'm gonna add a boot camp. Well, why? It's because you want more money. It's because you haven't put enough effort into your CrossFit program right? Like you don't need to add a boot camp to fucking make, like, is your current thing broken? Changing the name of it doesn't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Right. So I'm just like, they, again, consumers are not dumb. They know it's you. Like, yeah. Just because you change the name, this is like, if I just change my name to Bob next week, everybody's gonna be like, no, no, you're, you're Jason Fernandez, but you, you were doing yeah. that really poorly. And you figured that changing your name was going to just magically fix that. And that's not the case. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. And it's uh, but again, I think that that's a big conversation where I see a lot more gyms have and, and more content that that's going to be coming out and um, of gyms who have done it really well, gyms who have ate shit and, you know, died because of it because they did it wrong. And um, it's, yeah, it's a very loaded topic. So yeah, well, listen, dude, we'll wrap this up, but I appreciate it. And I want any, so listen, you're kind of a controversial guy, which I'm totally cool with. You know, I think you can rub, rub people the wrong way, but I really would urge people. I'm like, Listen, if you don't like the fact that Stu cusses, just get over it, I don't know, for about 40 minutes and listen to the content of the conversation because it's good content, right? It's not, yeah. I don't, I truly don't believe I wouldn't have him on the podcast. We wouldn't have him on the podcast fucking twice if we thought that he was giving shitty advice. So, yeah. Uh, and I do. And I really, I appreciate you and Jace a ton for having me on here. And I think what you guys are doing are, is great. And uh, obviously getting a chance to meet you guys when we were hosting the certs and all that is, uh, has been really cool. And I hope people that listen to this really understand you guys, again, there's not a lot of people doing like, how, I don't know how many people on seminar staff and all that are doing podcasts and putting out the kind of content that you guys are doing. I, it's yeah. It's, we're the it's only rare. ones that we're the only, we, this, we have like the niche as far as like coaching goes. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys are busy as fuck. I know the lifestyle you guys run with those seminars from hearing about it third party. And it just, these guys are busy. And the fact that they take the time to create this stuff, it's not just fucking, it, it takes a lot of work. Just like we talked about with the social media, it takes a lot of work. This does too. But, um, I've heard nothing but good things, uh, of other people that love your guys' shit. Um, I got so much good feedback when I was on with Jace and, uh, anyway, I really do appreciate you guys having me on here today and exposing me to your audience. Yeah, dude. So guys, check out Stu. Check out What the Fuck Gym Talk. Go check out Micro Gym University if you haven't. Um, pitch the Self-Made Summit real quick because I know there's some options if people can't attend. Yeah, if you can't make it, guys, for whatever reason, travel, price point, or whatever, we have a remote access. So you'll get all five of the keynotes from um, you know, Alchemy 365, Metabolic, uh, EvoFit, and Steve Pinkerton at Vitality Fitness, myself, uh, Joe Tabali with Flat. Anyway, so all the content that's going to be done, there, the Q&As about the rebranding. I, if you're in that boat and you're thinking of rebranding, no one else is putting this stuff on. It is, it is kind of a controversial topic, especially amongst the the, the CrossFit scene, which I get, I completely understand. Um, but, uh, that's why I decided to do it and I'm doing it, trying to do it in the most respectful, honest way possible, showing people the pros and cons of this entire thing. And if, uh, that's something you'd like to get a hold of, um, go to the website, we've got remote access there and, uh, we'll see. Yeah. That's, that's a way you can kind of sink your teeth in. 
Cool. Guys, if you have more specific questions, obviously, you know where to find Stu, find him on Instagram, um, hit us up. We can, we can pass you off if we need to, but if you have more questions about this, uh, and maybe we do a Q and a one time, dude, maybe we go like live or something like that and let yeah, that'd be fun. I'm in something like that. So, uh, all right, brother, I know you're busy. I'll let you go. I got to head back. I got another podcast after this. Appreciate your time, dude. Do your thing. Thank you, brother. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did one more time, please leave us a review on Apple podcast and send us any feedback you have to at best hour of their day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.